This Xfinity 500 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus up to $500. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back and... We are going to celebrate by giving away a NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all of the details. Driver, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb coming down to the wire the final two races of the nascar series uh season it's it's a sad sad day in this world but uh We'll make the best of it. It is, of course, the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, Buddy, the, the races are winding down, my friend. After this week, we're down to the last one. Oh, that's so sad. Uh, this week, though, brought to you by number two. I guess we'll have to find a way to bet on Austin Sindrick now. Got two races left, two drivers locked in, two spots remaining. All about two this week. Oh, man, this is going to be short track racing. Uh, again, the package still needs a little work with this new car, right? But it's going to be exciting. It's going to be crazy. There's only two spots available. You've got six drivers. Um, it, yeah, we're, we're, in for, we're in for a good one this weekend at Martinsville. We are. And, of course, as we already know, Christopher Bell is locked in courtesy of his win last week. So he doesn't have to have any more clutch performances in the playoffs to get in there. It's up to somebody else well, now. Not to get in, yeah. <laughs> no, he's he, definitely... He would in. like to have one more clutch one if he waits till next week. Well, sure. I mean, that everybody wants that clutch one in Phoenix. But uh, he doesn't need to worry about it this week. He can go out, drive himself a nice, clean race, have a good Sunday drive, and, and prepare for uh, what is the last race of the season yes you are right speaking we are in of, martinsville short track racing yes speaking of yes nabelle too i just wanted to say originally had him in my card here he's 20 to 1 to win this weekend and i was like oh man you like all the momentum he's got and everything but adam stevens specifically said they are testing things this weekend so if you want to bet on him i don't hate it because of the momentum and, and maybe they just hit on something but they're going to be testing things they're not i mean larson said he spent zero time on the simulator for phoenix last week and that paid off with like a 38th place finish for him so you know it's like i know you want to win now but uh i think looking ahead is a smart thing to do so i just wanted to toss that out there on bell because i originally had him in my card after i kind of heard steven's comments it was like mm, maybe not yeah, and, and when these guys straight up say we're testing, I mean, normally they, they already know they're not in for a day where they're going to be chasing after anything. And again, Christopher Bell doesn't need to chase anything anymore. Like, he can take this time to play with some setups and to, you know, do some short runs or, or you know, try out some different uh, uh, tire strategies. It's it's all up to them now to, to see how they want to play this. Of course, they've only got a half a mile to get this done around this track it is of course a 0.526 mile paved track 500 laps good for 263 miles in the xfinity 500 in martinsville short track racing man i'm telling you this is a uh, such a crazy way to weed out 
the last of, of who needs to get in to the championships. It just so many hot tempers, so much tight packed racing. Um, and yet though, we've seen Martinsville get strung out a little bit. So, um, you know, not necessarily strung out, strung out, but you know what I mean? Uh, not necessarily banging bumpers for, for the lead. So, uh, yeah, this is going to be a very interesting, interesting second to penultimate race as it were, as, as the <laughs> broadcast, like, I don't even know what penultimate means, bro. <laughs> second to last times i think michael waltrip tries to lean a little hard into the i'm dumb card and it's like <laughs> listen brother. we get it buddy we get it we know we know um all right any news any notes that we have coming into this i really i feel like it's kind of quiet <laughs> boy did you bring some news or notes rod because there's not really any news or notes to talk about i mean really it's pretty straightforward there's not been anything announced we still Still plenty of things out there, right? And, and we still don't know all the Cup Series rides. We don't know all the big Xfinity rides. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's not really been anything anything announced. So, shit, I think it's uh, time to get into the bets. Seriously. I, I, I was scrolling through earlier today. I mean, obviously, it is a Tuesday that we that we record this. And I was like, hmm, it's pretty quiet there. On the, I think everybody's just kind of playing it close to the vest until we get closer to the, uh, to the race itself. So, yeah, I was like, well, mm. Guess we're gonna have a short, yeah, <laughs> short just, beginning I section. Mean, yeah, there's just not really been any any news that's come out, so it's pretty pretty straightforward. We got two races left. Everybody knows it. Uh, we could set up the points real quick. I guess that that'd be probably a good thing to to mention. Sure, hit it. Obviously, Bell and Larson are locked in. That leaves those two spots left. Byron is thirty points to the good. While that is a very good thing for William Byron, the thing to keep in mind is if one of these other guys wins, that puts him on the cut line. And if he has a bad day, he's he's not as comfortable as he feels. He's, sure, he's 30 points to the cut right now, but he's only 20 points over Blaney in general. So if, if somebody else moves that cut line, that could be cut off. He's, he's still got to have a good day. So Byron, 30 to the good. Blaney, 10 to the good. Reddick, 10 to the bad. Truex and Hamlin, both 17 to the bad. Busher, 43 to the bad. So Busher is in a must win. Uh, the other four guys, other five guys are not in must wins. Obviously, though, winning will uh, will make it nice and easy for you. Denny Ham comes in as the clear-cut favorite. He's plus 275 on some books. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but uh, the other thing I wanted to... Oh, oh, boy, I got too many tabs open. Something's playing music. No, that's just my head. <laughs> uh, I was trying to find the tiebreaker. So because it is so close and you've got two guys tied already with Truex and Hamlin and and you know if this ends up tied at the end it goes on your best finish in that round and so obviously we've got vegas and homestead to look back on or if martinsville was a better finish so uh blaney holds the highest tiebreaker at second place reddick has a third place byron has a fourth place truex a ninth hamlin a tenth busher an 11th so unless they were finishing better in this race that's the order of the tiebreakers. Um, obviously, Truex and Hamlin are tied right now. Ninth for Truex, 10th for Hamlin in this round. So Truex would hold the tiebreaker unless they finish better and end up tied and, and Hamlin beat him in this one. So, um, yeah, there you go. That's that's pretty much pretty cut and dry. Win this race, you're in the championship. Otherwise, it's going to be exciting to see uh, very much in a, in a track position race whose team takes care of business and, and who doesn't make the mistakes. Such a tightly packed, like you're talking ninth, tenth, fourth, second. I mean, it's, it's these guys. Literally, this is why these guys are playoff drivers. They've been running in the top of the the charts for the entire season long, which is why it comes down to the wire. And one position literally does matter for this as well. All right. Speaking of positions, we'll tell you where we think some of your favorite drivers are going to finish. But let's tell you first about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. And, of course, drive along with your favorite drivers as well. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them. Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus up to $500. Plus, $100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players are going to wake up 10 thousand dollars richer we're going to give you all the underdog fantasy plays that you can handle on our friday show so make sure you come back on friday 
for the Underdog Fantasy Show. So watch along, make picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog's going to double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. You want one of those snazzy-looking NBA gambling podcast hoodies? I know you do, because the NBA's back, and we're celebrating by giving away an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our promo code SGPN. One random winner is going to get an NBA gambling podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. Tell Moon off the NASCAR gambling podcast sent ya. Moon off won't care. I love Moon off, but he won't care. No, He'll be he, like, nah, whatever. Those guys, they don't. They who? Don't those guys? What do they do? I don't know. They only make him money. I, I know that we we gave him a Larson to win that one time, and it kind of fed into his new uh, his new young one's future college fund. So yeah. you're welcome. Yeah, enough. he's he's hit us up for the picks a few times. So uh, has, yeah, now they got back in the full swing. I think NBA tips off tonight. Oh boy. Oof. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I <laughs> I don't have any more bandwidth that, but, for this. Uh, I can't. Like, I already got racing and football uh, yeah. and Australian rules football and Canadian football. I can't do it anymore. I watched the NBA in, in June, so. I don't watch it at all. So. But uh, you can listen to the show, bet on it. You don't even have to watch it. Nope, you don't. But, of course, play underdog and, and definitely make sure you do that. So, speaking yes. of of, uh, of picks and bets and stuff, it's time to start setting up ours for this Xfinity 500. Cody, where are we going first? That card looks yep. full, buddy. Oh, it's it's packed full again this week. Feeling good coming off of last week. We cashed a lot of bets. We're going to try and run it back, double it up. Uh, I'm going to start off with Ty Gibbs. Top 10 finish, plus 120 over on DraftKings. Uh, faded him last week to a degree, right? We talked about how we still have, probably have a good finish. Just thought that Harvick would be better. Obviously, it didn't pan off. Erica keeps rubbing it in my face on Twitter. So uh, shout out to her, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm on him this week. Ty Gibbs, plus 120 to finish in the top 10. Obviously, seventh place last week, fourth place at the Roval a couple of weeks ago. He had a fifth place at Bristol recently. He's had some very good, strong runs. Finished 18th here in the spring uh, and 19th last fall in his first start. But Martinsville is one of those tracks where your first couple of starts, this track can be pretty tough on you. It's, it's not very forgiving. You go back to Xfinity, though. Last fall, he led 102 laps and won the race here. Uh, last spring, he led 197 laps, had a mistake late where they ended up finishing in eighth. But uh, in his first start in Xfinity back in 2021, finished fourth place. That was his third career Xfinity start. Um, so he's had some success in the Xfinity level here. They continue to take those steps and they're continuing to move forward. I think we're going to see another good, strong run out of Gibbs this weekend. So give me Ty Gibbs, top 10, plus 120. I'm also going to take Ryan Priest, top 10, plus 160. Listen, every time we come to these short flat tracks, I am all over the Stuart Haas cars. If you've listened this season, you know it. We fade them everywhere else, but they have been good here. If you don't remember this race in the spring, Ryan Priest qualified on the pole. He led the first 135 laps. He went to pit. He came out as the leader, but he was speeding because he, he just gunned it out of that last pit stop, went a little too fast, got sent to the back, still recovered for a 15th place finish, which... As hard as it is to to pass on this track, just in general, was a pretty good you know way for him to climb back up in there. Um, you go back to the Clash race at the Coliseum again. So Martinsville, not really any cop tracks, right? It's kind of its own thing. You can look at other short tracks, you can look at other flat tracks, and, and use them, but it's not a direct comparison. The spring race obviously is going to be your biggest comparison, but a lot's changed since then. And the Coliseum is kind of the other one that's the closest to it, even though it's a lot smaller, but. Priest led 43 laps there um, before he had some type of issue while he was leading, ended up with a decent finish, but led a bunch of laps, has looked good. He's also a modified guy, uh, and so this is short flat tracks are what those modifieds run on. This is how he came up through the ranks, and three, and three of his last four races this season have been 13th or better. So he's kind of a little bit getting on a hot streak. They're kind of starting to figure some stuff out. He's going to be back at Stuart Haas next year again. You know, was that that playing mind games and all that? He's got it figured out. He's got it taken care of. Going to be back. Now he's just out there racing. I think Ryan Priest also gets a top 10 finish, plus 160 over on DraftKings. 
I have some things to say about Fords later on, so I will expand on that. Uh, Gibbs, I know, I know, I know, but it still scares me. It's still such a difficult, uh, just a difficult thing to, to think. I know he's going to have a good finish. He's going to probably jump up in the top 10, but then there's a part of me that goes, not this week, Rod. And I'm like, I'm sorry, voice, but I won't take it. So uh, <laughs> we'll see. I, again, I'm not ever going to question Cody anymore because this dude cashes more tickets than uh, a 7-Eleven lottery machine <laughs> in some weird town that nobody's ever heard of. So, uh, okay. I'm going to go with my first top 10 bet, and that uh, is Bubba Wallace at plus 160 over there on DraftKings. This one's harder to justify than Ty Gibbs, which is a, a difficult thing to, to wrap your head around. But um, Bubba Wallace, though, on the last couple of races on this track, an eighth-place finish and a ninth-place finish. So uh, it, earlier in the spring, he did finish ninth. Uh, the year before that, he finished eighth. But he was, of course, in that 45 the, the, in the 2022 season. Remember, they were switching things out. Um, and, and he was in the 45 for the last part of it. Of course really just the same car just a different number if you're if you're really counting things but for Bubba it's been such a, a weird run for him right he, he started on the pole in Texas and finished third which really for his team was kind of a victory because you know you, you put it on the pole and you finish third still for Bubba Wallace it's kind of like that's oh, a moral victory it may not be in uh, in victory lane but you hung in there you, you finished third uh, you had some circumstances that were kind of screwing you up right he still led 111 laps in that race, so really great high, right? Then he leads three laps at Talladega, ends up uh, 23rd in that one, 16th at the Roval, 13th at Vegas, which is, uh, you know, obviously the mile and a half, but then he comes out, fin uh, starts second at Homestead and finishes sixth, so I don't I don't want to say there's momentum in, in Bubba Wallace's favor, but I think that 23 team, after making the, the playoffs, sort of feels a little better about themselves. The finishes are still sort of inconsistent, but I can still see Bubba kind of making his way into the top 10. How's he done at short tracks this season? Well, 14th at Bristol, 12th at Richmond, uh, like I said, 9th at, at Martinsville, 22nd at Richmond in the spring, 8th at Martinsville last fall. So again, even more inconsistencies in this, but again, I, I think there needs to be some sort of stance on, on Bubba to get better in this. And I know this isn't a popular take in the discord, a lot of Bubba dislike in the discord, but I still think he's good for a top 10 finish. Like he has the last couple of times on this track and a plus plus one sixty. I mean, when we're talking plus odds in top tens, that's kind of where you want to gravitate. There is a lot of really good, uh, top 10 odds this week. I've got a couple of more coming up, but yeah, lots of good prices out there. I think Bubba's won here in the truck series before as well. Um, so he's had some success on this track in the past. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm taking Gibbs over over Bubba for the top 10. Even though his price is a little shorter, I like him better. But I still like Bubba uh, at the top 10 as well. Next up for me, Rod, I am going to go with your boy, AJ Allmendinger. Top 10 finish, 7-1 to one over on Caesars. Um, if you go back and look at his last three races here, which unfortunately have been the three races in the next-gen car. So this is where I'm going to pull a rod and argue against myself. Those finishes have all been in the 20s. But prior to that, he's been really good at Martinsville in the past. This is going back a little bit. Obviously had a little hiatus from the Cup Series. But in JTG equipment, not the best equipment, 14th, 8th, 40th in there, but 6th, 10th, 2nd, 11th, all in JTG cars. Twice he has finished second place in this race, uh, or at this track, rather. Seven times he's finished in the top 10. Uh, 10 top 11 finishes. So again, one of those guys that's right there on the border of the top 10, at least most of the or half the time, right? So, so 10 times of his 24 starts, he has finished inside of the 11 here, um, or inside the top 11 here. This, a lot of times road course guys, and, and this actually is another bonus in the Ty Gibbs basket, right? Road course guys happen to be good at Martinsville as well, because it comes down to breaking a lot and, and to be really good on a road course, you have to be really good at breaking and, that translates here because it's a lot of braking. You're heavy on the brakes. You've got to use it right. Got to get back to the gas appropriately. So that plays into AJ's uh, favor here. Um, he's also coming off of really good runs, right? Fifth place last week at Homestead. He won the Roval just a couple of races ago. So kind of riding that momentum. What have you done for me lately? AJ's looked pretty good. 
it's probably about the end of his cup series career, right? Maybe he runs some part-time stuff, right? Maybe Colic fields an extra car or something for some of the road courses, but as a full-time cup series guy, probably has about two races left. So trying to go out on a high note, he's been looking good here lately. I think it's seven to one again, just like last week, you kind of take some of these longer shot darts on guys that you can make a strong case for. It paid off for us last week. I think it could pay off again. And then uh, I really squeezed these first couple of boxes, Rod. There was too many bets out here I really like. So also in this box, Chase Briscoe. Um, I was originally just going to take him top five plus 450. Um, but I'm also going to throw the top 10 out there at plus 150 because, again, top 10 odds are just really juicy this week. But Chase Briscoe, love to clown on him on uh, you know mile and a half. So it's, it's funny. It's great because he's not been the best. But he is really fucking good on short, flat tracks. Got that win at Phoenix last season. Fifth place here in the spring at Martinsville. Uh, he led 109 laps in the spring here after his teammate, who I just got done talking about, led 100 and was it 134, 135 in the spring. Then Briscoe led 109, finished fifth. His other two uh, next-gen car starts at Martinsville here, ninth and ninth. So he's three for three on getting in the top 10. Uh, so the top 10 at plus 150, I think, is great. The top 10 or top 10 at plus 150, the top five at plus 450. I'm going to take both of those on Chase Briscoe and uh, not done talking about Chase Briscoe yet. So we'll, we'll talk. I got a little more on him in a bit here. Yeah, I, I saw the name uh, obviously through my research pop up time and time again. Open up the dock. Cody's on him. So I, I said, well, I don't have to. I, I, I just I love it. Right. Because I I in general fade him a lot and I don't bet on him much. Elsewhere, but comes to the short flat tracks. Every single time, and his not being great everywhere else makes inflates his number every time we get back to a short flat track, which makes it great because then you can pounce. Yeah, and of course, like I said, I've got more to say about Fords in a second too. Uh, so I'll get there. Let's uh, let's do this, and then we'll continue on with our bets. Let's talk about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg as well as expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off of your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, I'm going to jump into the top five markets for this next bet, and that is going to be young Ryan Blaney as a top five driver. Not just because my daughter is absolutely in love with both Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney, so she'll be happy that I have both of these guys in my card, but uh, because Ryan Blaney at plus 190 on DK is probably one of the better priced top five drivers in this. Why? Because he boasts a 5.7 average finish uh, at Martinsville over the last few years since February, of course, of 2020. In those seven races, four top fives, five top tens, seven top 20s. Uh, he's led 232 laps around this as well. Uh, his best finish was a second place. Talk about what he's done at, at Martinsville, right? Earlier in the spring, a seventh place finish. Last fall, a third. The spring before that, a fourth. Uh, and then a couple 11th place finishes sandwiched in that 2021 season. But second place in November of 2020, second place in June of 2020, and then a fifth place in the fall of 2019 fourth place in the fall of uh or spring rather of 2019 and that's all in the 12 right and then a third in 2018 as well uh so man i'm telling you this guy is in the top five a lot on this track this is also one of those situations too where blaney not necessarily great on any other track but martinsville when it comes to short tracks bristol 22nd richmond 14th richmond again 26th bristol 30th richmond 10th Right, Martinsville eleventh uh, in there as well, but yeah, definitely not something to write home about in most short tracks other than uh, Martinsville. So something about this track, something about this particular race, uh, seems to do Ryan Blaney quite well. And like I said, in a market of top fives where you're getting 
you know, Larson at minus, you're getting Hamlin at minus, Truex at minus, like all these guys are so heavily juiced, even in the top five markets. Like it's, it's not fun to bet on those guys. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take Blaney at a, a plus 190 to sneak his way. Well, maybe not even sneak because obviously, like I said, he's done it before. So I, I think he can do it again. Um, I'm trying to pull up real quick because I want to I want to give you just a sort of where it's at as far as the top five is concerned. So Hamlin's at minus 200. Larson's at plus 105. So at least that's a little better there. Uh, Byron at plus 120. But like I said, uh, you can find uh, Blaney at plus 190 over on DK. I think that's a good value. Blaney's average finish these last couple of races has just been great, right? He's He's been running really well. Oh, he just scares me, and, and he's one of those guys that just seems to find a way to piss away a good opportunity when he's got it. little scared on Blaney this week, but the numbers are there. He should be good. He's got the momentum here lately, so we'll see if he can actually put it together, get it done. Next up for me, Rod, first of all, I want to give another shout-out to Caesars because, again, they are killing it. First of all, you go over to the, the matchup bets here. They have qualifying matchup bets. They have qualifying team match bets so you can bet in qualifying team penske against uh, i'm assuming this is stewart haas racing s racing yes yeah, stewart haas um you can bet uh front row against colleague like which which team just qualifies better right absolutely great uh then obviously they've got the race match bets as well you come down over into their other section they've got all the normal stuff they have the top chevys the top ten, all this you know all the, the special props and stuff. But again, number of Fords in the top 10, Chevy's in the top 10, Toyota's in the top 10. They've got the margin of victory. This is a really fun one. You know, is it going to be between point we'll zero zero one and, you know, so yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. But again, just killing it with the special props. So shout out to them. I am going to take one of those for my next bet. And that is Chevrolet's in the top 10. This is set at 3.5. And obviously just looking at this, right away you go well of course it's going to be over right it's chevrolet's like they've been dominating the season it's minus 160 on the over plus 130 on the under i am going to take the underside on this obviously you know if this was a mile and a half chevy's right because it's mostly chevy's up there and chevy's got a majority of the cars in the field chevy's are generally dominant towards the top but my thinking on this rod is if you go back to the spring race um you only had three chevrolet's there in uh you know it was larson won the race and then it was stenhouse in eighth and chase elliott in tenth which it was not you know like eighth and tenth for your second two getting in there and there was a couple other guys past that but and then you go back to last season and it did hit the over in both races last season it was four but in both those races chase elliott in tenth place was the last guy in uh we've we've talked about it and we're going to continue to talk about it how good the fords are on the short flat tracks they still haven't figured everything out on the intermediates although Look at Ryan Blaney last week, right? He was really good there. Um, but it's in Toyota, like Denny Hamlin, obviously a prohibitive favorite this weekend. Martin Truex, you know, the track's named after him, right? It's Martinsville. And, and those are the guys that lead lead the league in wins at this track. Uh, but then if you go to the uh, odds for, for the winning drivers, and this is what really, really got me. So you got Hamlin, then you got Larson and Byron as this, the second and third guys. So there's two Chevrolets. Then it's Truex, Kozlowski, Blaney, Reddick, Logano, Kyle Busch. Okay, so there's your third one. Then it's Christopher Bell, Kevin Harvick. You got to go all the way down to Chase Elliott to get your fourth favorite Chevrolet at 18-1. to 1. Then it's Gibbs, Busher, Almarola, Briscoe, Wallace, all the way down to Ross Chastain to just find your fifth one at 35-1. to 1. So the odds makers even agree we're not super heavy on Chevrolets up near the top. Um, you look at it and, and normally you think you've got the 400 cars, but do you have 400 cars at this point? Like it's kind of the Larson and, and Byron show and, and Elliot and Bowman are kind of, and Elliot's finished third, 10th place in, in all three Martinsville next gen cars races here, which is kind of an interesting statistic, I guess. But so that's not even a guaranteed top 10 for him, despite it, you know, he's been good here in the past. He's won here. Uh, but I think got to fade the Chevrolets a little bit this week. Uh, you know, a guy like Ty Gibbs gets up there, steals one of those spots. You get a Truex, you, you get a Hamlin up in there. If Bell competes, there's going to be plenty of Fords. Again, we're going to talk about Fords a lot more as we continue to go through here. Guys like Kyle Larson, sure, he should be good. Sure, he should finish good. But you saw what happened last week, right? 
even when he's got the best car, he sometimes makes mistakes. Things happen. Um, so yeah, I think that you go you especially getting it at plus one thirty here. You take under ten Chevrolets in the top ten. Um, at under ten in the top ten, that'd be really nice, wouldn't it? Under three point five in the top ten at plus one thirty over on Caesars. I'll back your play on that, and I'll do it in another way later on. Of course, we're saying fade Chevys. Well, I'm going to give you Kyle Larson as a top three car. Uh, it's not necessarily a complete and total fade, uh, and I, I see that we'll talk about him a little more later on, but top three is a plus 250 for Kyle Larson, and this is a steal uh, that I found on... Um, ah, man, I, I didn't write down the book on this one, but uh, I believe it was uh, Superbook as a top three for Kyle Larson at plus 250, so... Uh, find him there. He's at 210 on uh, Caesars, but I did find a better price for him. I might have even been yeah, bet 365. It is Superbook. Superbook, yep. okay, good. Uh, so Superbook, Larson, top three, plus, uh, plus 250. I mean, it's Kyle Larson. He had the best car, obviously. We talked about it until he wanted to build sandcastles uh, and, and needed extra sand for it. <laughs> so, But overall, uh, as far as Kyle Larson on short tracks, especially on this one in particular, um, you look at his average finish, it's 8.2, right? He's got five races since 2020 uh, on this track, and he's got an 8.2 average finish. One win, three top fives in those five races, uh, and three or three top tens, rather, as well. But I'm also looking at what he's done on short tracks so far, right? Bristol earlier, a second-place finish. 19th at Richmond, but we also know they had problems there. One at Martinsville in the spring, one at Richmond in the spring, second at Martinsville last fall, fifth at Bristol uh, in September of last year as well. I mean, I don't know that I really have to talk too much about Kyle Larson to, to convince you that it's a top three car. I think it's going to be again. 250 I know, seems like a rich price for a guy that literally pummeled his way through garbage cans full of sand last week, but... If there's a driver that can bounce back from that type of a situation and bounce off of those cans uh, to, to turn in a good finish in the next week, it's Kyle Larson. I mean, it, honestly, I know he wanted to make that a dirt track so he could feel a little more comfortable. Just had a very bad way of going about it. Uh, I, I just feel like, again, he's embarrassed enough and he's too good of a driver to let something like that happen to him again in back-to-back -back weeks. Yeah, I I've got more on Larson here in a bit, so I'll I will I'll wait. But just he's very undervalued this week. I get that he wrecked last week, but my goodness, yeah, top top three of plus two fifty is this is a great number. I'm glad you put it in there. And again, I've I've got more on him in a bit. First though, back to my guy Ty Gibbs. Uh, and again, this kind of correlates with everything else I've said so far. As in a couple of ways, I'm going to take Ty Gibbs over Alex Bowman. This is minus one ten over on Superbook. Um, so I made the case for, for Ty Gibbs to finish in the top 10. So if we already think that Gibbs is going to finish in the top 10, that's a good positive for him. I made the case for under Chevrolet's to finish in the top 10 because they've, they've not done the best, right? And Alex Bowman, he finished 11th here in the spring. So not a bad run where, whereas Ty was uh, 19th, I believe it was, but that was when Alex Bowman was leading the points. That's when he was running good week to week before he injured his back. Since he injured his back, is he racing? Is it a stunt double? I could be. I I might even put my money on it as a stunt double because it's not been the same guy. He's not looked as good. Um, both of them have had a handful of of good finishes lately and a handful of bad finishes lately. So you, you could kind of take that either way if you want to. But in the last three races, Ty Gibbs has beat Alex Bowman in all three of them. Again, he, he's coming off of some good finishes lately. He's still got something to run for, right? No, he's not in the points or, you know, in the playoffs. And he's got the rookie of the year, obviously, wrapped up. But he's still looking forward to building that momentum, getting into next year. He's a young guy. He's learning. He's having these good runs. For Alex Bowman, we got two more weeks before I can sit down and let my pack get better and feel better, right, and relax. And he's, he's coming back to Hendrick. He doesn't have anything to worry about. You just haven't seen much from him lately. I feel like eye test-wise, Gibbs has been a lot better. Gibbs has got a little more to race for. So give me Ty Gibbs over Alex Bowman, minus 110 over on Superbook. Yeah, I mean, again, for Alex Bowman, it's just been, I uh, just, yeah. I, I'd take anybody almost over Alex Bowman at this point. I wanted to actually, I was looking at it and I was like, ah, oh, man, you know, he won a couple years ago, blah, blah, blah. But that's not, I mean, you can't even compare those those seasons to this one. It's just been a wreck of it. I'm, I'm sure he's ready as, as much as everybody else is 
for this offseason, yeah. he's probably even more ready. So. Yeah. Just, yeah. And for, for a guy like that, especially on the, that good of a team, like he's going to be fine next year. We might see Alex Bowman win some races. He's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, he, he was leading the points before he had that sprint car wreck. And, and yeah, I mean, at this point, it's been a slug of a season. Plus, you're injured. I mean, we're starting to get a little bit older. You hurt your back and it hurts, Rod. Like, it's no joke. What so. do you, mean? you don't even have to hurt your back for <laughs> it to hurt. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Yeah. Brother, my hurts right now. Hurts. I'm like, like what are you yeah. talking about? Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So it makes <laughs> like, it uncomfortable in the car. And, and yeah. I take so a deep enough bike. breath and all of a sudden my back's like, nope, you're not doing that anymore. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Uh, all right. So I, I said I was going to expound on your on your number of cars in the top ten. Uh, I'm actually going to as well. If there's if there's not going to be four Chevys in the top ten, and there's only really six Toyotas, uh, that means that Ford's going to have to make up the difference in this. So I'm going to go ahead and take Ford. Uh, the number of Fords inside of the top ten, I'll take over three and a half at minus one thirty. Again, Cody, like you said, right? Chevy's not necessarily been represented all that well in the top ten. Uh, as far as this race is concerned, you look back at the spring and I almost could just rest my case in the spring, right? You had four Fords inside of the top 10 uh, in the spring where it was Logano, it was Briscoe, it was Almarola, it was Blaney. Uh, of course, you had to go back down to Busher in 14th as the next one, but that was in uh, uh, of its own. 2022 in the Xfinity 500, there was only two, uh, three Fords in the top 10. But Harrison Burton just missing out in that 11th place, right? Uh, but, of course, in that race, I don't know. You had, like, all of the normal guys up there. So I guess you could really just say that Harrison Burton sort of tipped the scales on that one. Uh, in the 2022 Blue Emu Maximum Relief 400, uh, there were actually four Fords inside of the top 10 with Logano, with Blaney, with Almarola, and with Briscoe. Hey, those two names making an appearance again in that one. Uh, and then, of course, if you look at the uh, at the 2021 Xfinity 500, there was three uh, Fords inside of the top, uh, four Fords inside of the top 10, rather, with Brad Keselowski, Eric Almarola, Chris Buescher uh, was in ninth, and then Joey Logano was in 10th. But here's the interesting part about it, too. There was a block between ninth and 12th of all Fords where it was Buescher, Logano, Blaney, and Harvick. That was a hell of a block of, uh, of Fords right there. So, um, again, going back three or four races, you've seen four Fords inside of the top 10. And, and even if there wasn't one was just peeking outside of that top 10 waiting to get in. And all it takes is for a, a Chevy to mess up and, and give that spot to a, a Ford. So, and there's a hell of a lot of Fords out there right now. So I, I think I like the over on this one. It's minus minus one thirty. The books seem to agree with us, but Cody, what, what's our saying? What's your saying? You'll you only pay the juice if you lose? I don't think you're going to lose on this one. So, uh, number four, it's in the top 10. Give me over three and a half at minus 130. Yeah. And I think that, again, this is kind of all correlated, right? If, if another Ford's getting in there, probably one less Chevy that's getting in there. It's juiced up towards the Ford side. So, the books obviously kind of believe that as well. I believe that big on Ford. Ford, not only is their short track package just really good and they've got good cars, they've got guys that are really good short track racers, they've got guys that are good flat track racers kind of all just pans in together speaking of ford i'm going to take a couple of stabs at the top ford bet i'm going to take eric almarola at nine to one chase briscoe at 12 to one um these are over on caesars uh again both of these guys very very good at short flat tracks um and i think that while we just made a case for ford to be strong and i expect ford to be strong right you kind of look through here and it's keselowski at plus 220 He's the favorite, and he should be, right? And he's the second favorite to Denny Hamlin to win this race, and he's probably going to be strong. But how many times have we seen Keselowski be strong and, and mess up and, and something goes wrong, right? You got Ryan Blaney there, plus 350. Again, deserved. But like I said, after you had your bet earlier, like, do you trust him? I don't know. Uh, Logano, hardest guy in the crotch to predict week to week. I'm going to stick to that because it's true. Kevin Harvick, we tried that last week. How'd that go for us? Chris <laughs> Buescher. I know we won at Richmond, but he's not been very good. I, I really wanted to bet on Chris Buescher this weekend. He's in a must-win situation. Are they going to try and gamble? I I don't know what's going to happen there, so you can't really trust him. And then it's Almirola and Briscoe and Priest as well. He's another guy you could throw in there if you wanted to. I already made the case for him. And then it kind of drops off, right? Then it's Gilland, McDowell, Sindrick, 
it's you're you're getting kind of far out there at that point. Um, so I think that Almirola and Briscoe at nine to one, at twelve to one, these are the guys that it is uh, are the right numbers to go ahead and take someone here for Almirola. I mean, you think of short flat tracks, you think of Almirola. He, he's won me so much money in the past in New Hampshire. Um, he led some laps there earlier this season at New Hampshire. I believe he was leading the race when his tire came off and and screwed his day. Um, he finished ninth place last week, 14th at Richmond, or uh, eighth place at Richmond, rather, 14th at Vegas, though, but just recently. So he's been having some better runs, much like his his companion, uh, Ryan Priest, like I talked about earlier. Stuart Haas is quietly starting to figure some things out, right? It's not been great, but it's not been we're running with BJ McLeod bad like it was early on the season. It's been better. So um, he finished sixth here in the spring. So, again, you're telling me the guy that finished sixth place in this race in the spring is nine to one to be the top finishing Ford driver. That's, that's not a bad bet at all. Um, and Almarola's last four races here, six in the spring, like I said, had a 15th last fall, but eighth and sixth in the other two races prior to that. Um, so he's been pretty good here in the past. And then for Briscoe, I talked about him earlier, led 109 laps in the spring. He finished fifth in that race. So again, you know, they, these guys were very close to the front. He's fifth, ninth, and ninth in his three starts in the next-gen car at Martinsville. Has that win at Phoenix last season as well. Just, it's almost like it's two completely different cars and drivers for Chase Briscoe. When you get to a mile and a half, it looks like the Mahindra tractor out there running. Then you get to a short track and a flat track, and it's like, oh my goodness, this dude is here to compete, and and Briscoe could be alive to win this race even. Like, he, they can be, that Seward Haas team can be good enough, and I'm going to be talking about one of those guys when I get to my picks, but I would not be shocked to see a Stuart Haas car win this week. And honestly, I'd probably take the other three guys before I would take Kevin Harvick, even as crazy as that is to say, just because those three guys are good. And, and so you're going to get two of these guys. If you want to throw a priest in there at 12 to one, not a bad idea to just throw a little bit on all three of them, right? First touchdown bet type of thing. You break your unit up into three, three parts or whatever. Um, but I'm going to go with Almirola nine to one Briscoe at 12 to one to be the top forwards. And we, I already named off these top, 10 guys in these top four guys so any one of them could have snuck their way past Alagano spinning out a Blaney spinning out so um obviously you know they're running inside the top 10 which basically puts them close and in contention so I, I can't argue on that one um all right so this one I just looked at the at the price and the public is already on it so um I had Hendrick as the winning team at plus 250 it is now at plus 225 um, and I, I, I say Hendrick as the winning team because if you go back to 2020, Chase Elliott won this in 2020, then it was Martin Truex, but then it was Alex Bowman, but then it was William Byron, but then it was Christopher Bell, but then it was Kyle Larson. So we're talking four within the last six years, uh, uh, Hendrick team car winning this one. Now we talked about it, Elliott Bowman, not so much of a threat, but those were the last, those are the earliest of the two. The last two have been Byron and Larson and we know very well that the, both of those guys were in the mix last week as well until, like we said, uh, Larson wanted to go to the beach. He was homesick for California and decided to, to make himself a nice little beach uh, in Pitt Road. And then, of course, William Byron sort of fallen off on the top. Uh, but both of these guys obviously are threats to win this race. And listen, I'm just saying I know that the ghost of Elliott and, and Bowman, the injured walking dead, but they're still good cars, and this is still a track that you could maybe accidentally win a race as well. So I think, obviously, we're going to talk about our, our outright winners, but I think this is going to be a good week for Hendrick. Obviously, they know that their backs are against the wall as far as making the, the championship. You talked about it, Cody. I know that there's, you know, Kyle Larson's in. That's fine, but Byron is against it, right? And he doesn't want to turn in a bad finish. There's no better feeling than just winning. And knowing that you don't have to worry about points or worrying about, you know, how far or who had a better day than you or whatever. Because when you're in first place, nobody had a better day than you. And that means that you are going to go uh, and take the matters into your own hands. Byron's already done it on this track. And I think uh, if you're going to get both of them at plus 225 to win this, I think it's a great multiplier if you take one of them as an outright as well. So I like that one. Um it throws in the insurance play of Chase Elliott, who's won here before. And uh, and he's still alive in the playoffs as far as the owner's championship. And so I don't know where that sits. I don't have that info in front of me. But, you know, if it gets to a point where they take a late gamble or something to try and get to that the championship for the owner's title or however it works, 
Uh, it gives you that coverage, and Bowman's won her before, too. So you get four good cars. I agree. Um, all right, and then I've got one more I, I squeezed in there, too. Um, I, I like this winning margin bet. It's between 3 and 10 seconds at plus 450 over on Caesars. There's a bunch of different combinations that they got going on. And, and listen, Caesars did not make this easy at all to pick one. Uh, so I just picked the one that I thought I, I went back. And they're all, like, juicy, too. They're Damn. all, like, plus 450 or higher. Like, it's great. It's wonderful. Go throw a dart at a dartboard, pick one, and bet it because it's great. That's what I'm saying. Like, you look back at this race, and it's it's anywhere from a half a second to a, a second and a half to this spring where it was four, uh, just over four seconds for Kyle Larson to have won this one. This one gives you a, a giant swath to cover, right? It's three. It's almost seven full seconds of, of, of time coverage. So it could be three or it could be nine and a half. It doesn't matter. So... As long as as long as whoever wins, and this is the great part about these these bets, it doesn't matter who's winning. It's just the winner of this race. If they win it by three seconds or more, uh, between three and ten seconds, you're four and a half times richer than you were when you went into it. So I feel like for something that happened this spring, right? And and again, we we talk about how a lot of these races don't shape up, but I think this is going to run a lot like it did in the spring. Um, and and I think that uh, there's not going to be a, a lot of cautions. There will be. What uh, like a fifty-five lap green or uh, fifty-five green flag laps at the end of the race? I think at the, in the spring, and uh, and Kyle Larson just sort of blew away from everybody at that point. So um, that could happen again in in the fall. And I think a three to ten second mar- or, or seven second margin in there at four and a half to one, it's worth taking a shot at. Yeah, this, if I was picking a window, this is the window I would pick. I think so. Yeah, I agree with you. And again, I'm just happy we get these things to bet on. Like. That's the best part of this. So go bet them so they keep putting them back there and continue to give us these options. Because, again, shout out to Caesars. They're killing it. Uh, some of these other books have really dropped the ball this year. Uh, Barstool is just completely forgotten that they even have NASCAR, I think. Uh, so we'll see if that gets better when they switch to ESPN. But, uh, yeah, I, some of these books, it's not been great. So to see Caesars continue to give us more options, love it. Appreciate them. Indeed. Boy, I'm looking at that one to two seconds at 750. That's such a huge number right there. I love, yeah, but it's such I a small. That. I mean, one to two. That's yeah. a real, real small window. Yeah, you got it. You literally have to take the the one and a half seconds that that the last race of this was. Oh, that's yeah. crazy. Uh, all right, yeah. we got winners to get to. So, Cody, who do we think is going to win this race? Yeah, so uh, I am going to go with at the top near, near the top of the board. Kyle Larson over on Superbook is eight to one. Just the fact that it's Kyle Larson and it's eight to one, I mean, that alone is really the only argument you need to have. I didn't come into this week with Larson circled. I got to have him, but you're going to give him to me at eight to one. He's had the fastest car the last couple of weeks. Very fucked it up last week. We get it. It happens. He's still got nothing to lose. He can go all out in the true race like this. They're just here. Literally doesn't like last much like last week. And you have to give him props for trying, right? Because Second place doesn't mean jack shit to him last week. doesn't matter for points. He doesn't get extra. And it means absolutely nothing. It was win and take the trophy or go home, you know, steering wheel or trophy or, you know, bring one back. And then he brought the steering wheel back with some sand on it. But uh, again, it, at eight to one, why the books and the books all season have just been all over Larson. And, and he's so short and you saw it last week and he's short. And I love Hamlin this week. And I think, I, I'm going to be rooting for Hamlin for my championship futures to win this race, but you can't bet him at plus 275, plus 300. Absolutely not. It's the same thing as last week. Like, it is not that sure of a thing to bet on somebody that short. Larson at eight to one, you, you, you just, and he's plus 650 over on place like Caesars. So he's already a little shorter other places. I think you got to get it on this early before the number keeps dropping because, yeah, I just, Larson at eight to one, there's way too much value. Oh, and by the way, the last time we were here, he won this race. So. <laughs> again like and you're just tossing that in at the end like this is just all about the value let alone the fact that he's he's not you know he's this hasn't been his greatest track but he already won earlier this season in the same car with the same i mean everything's the same so yeah larson eight to one i think you got to do all right i said i had christopher bell in here i said i took christopher bell out i talked myself back into christopher bell look at 25 to one uh again over on superbook he's as short as 18 to one on some other books 25 to one just a little sprinkle you think about short flat tracks you think about Christopher Bell. He's one of those guys that comes to the top of your mind as well. I just can't pass up on having a little bit. He has been on fucking fire lately. Sure, they're going to be trying stuff. Sure, whatever. But 
again, this is such a track position race. There's going to be some guys that have nothing to lose. Why not gamble? Let's see if you can get out front. Why not take some some risks? Christopher Bell could be that guy. He can put himself in position. Um, and, and not to mention, he's got Ty Gibbs' pit crew now. Where they switched a couple weeks ago right in the playoffs. Uh, that's been the fastest fuck pit crew all season. So if it comes down to a fast pit stop at the end, that team can get it done. So give me some Christopher Bell. Just a little sprinkle on Bell at 25 to 1. I think you got to have it. Ty Gibbs, 28 to 1. Talked about him earlier. Talked about that top 10. I love Ty Gibbs. I think this could be the weekend he gets it done. Saw it last year. He's not afraid to move his teammate, knock his teammate out of the Final Four to uh, to win a race at this track. Maybe he does it again this weekend. Punts Denny. Says, sorry, buddy. No championship for you. I'm going to get the trophy. Maybe he doesn't have to do that. But a 28 to 1 on DraftKings. I think that he's a good price. And then, uh, again, I, I try not to do four too often, but there's too many big numbers on the board this week that I like. Ryan Priest, a 45-1, to one, absolutely dominated this race in the spring until the penalty. Still fought back for the 15th place finish. Uh, if he gets in the position again, he starts good. He runs up front all day. They don't have the mistakes. He's a tough guy to, to rule out. And you go back to the fact that he led 130, was it 135 laps in the spring. I mean... It's a lot of laps to be out front. He can get it done. A 45 to 1, I think it's worth it. A four-pack for Cody on the winners. Uh, and then I saw you you threw one in there. Did you want to? That's, wanna... that's a bonus bet. We'll get to that after yours. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and just stick with uh, with the Hendrick theme. And and I, like I said, I set it up when I talked about the Hendrick winning team. I think William Byron has a shot to win this at 8-1. to one. We saw how fast he was last week. I know this is a different track. I know this is a different track type, but it's William Byron. I mean, this guy obviously had been a monster all season long. He'd been just one of the obviously the one with the most wins like William Byron is quietly the best driver this season that you forget that he's the best driver this season because he's not in your face every single week uh and and for whatever reason even though he pops up and he wins a bunch of races you're still like oh that's right William Byron is still out there and it's still like it's it's all like about the still won the most races this season that's what I'm saying <laughs> you don't it's even like think about it, and you like, don't even yeah. think about it because you're thinking about Danny you're thinking about Kyle you're thinking about or Bell, you're thinking about all these other guys, but William Byron is the lethal assassin in this one. He's like quiet and just stealthy and just like and doing he's just, this. He's so quietly in position every single week. He's always in the top five at the end. Like he's gonna be there with a chance to win. Yeah, and and again, so that's why I, I like I said at eight to one, a lot like your Larson uh, theory. It's just it's too long of a it's too long for him for a guy that is, has been in victory circle as much as he has this season. And on this track, not bad at all, right? 2021, fourth place. 2021 in the fall, fifth place. He won in the spring of 2022. Seventh in the fall of 2022. Had a bad run. That was one of his few bad runs uh, earlier in the season. He started eighth and finished 23rd. But obviously, we talked about it. He's just been that good all season long. And at 8-1, to one, I don't think you can pass it up because... If he does end up winning this week and and locks himself in with no hesitation whatsoever, then you're good. Two second place finishes at Talladega and the Roval, seventh at Vegas, fourth at Homestead. He won in Texas, right? One at Watkins Glen, fourth at Darlington. The dude's been a perennial top ten driver and and even then a top five driver. So he puts himself in position, like you said, at eight to one. It's definitely worth a look. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if you just want to come into this weekend and bet Larson and Byron outrights eight to one each like you're getting two of the best cars on a week-to-week -week basis that are going to be fast there's going to be times during this race where you think for sure your ticket's going to cash and you're going to have a legit shot at the end that's not even a bad strategy because these guys are, are going to be good so um yeah i, I like the byron at eight to one as well uh, all right the last one your bonus bet you want to get to that before we recap the bets yes i do have a bonus bet um denny hamlin over on DraftKings is 11 to one to win the championship I mentioned before, he's plus 275 to win this weekend. So if you look at it, you're not going to get him. So he's a heavy favorite to win this week, right? So here's my thinking is he wins this race or he just points his way in because he's only 17 points out. Blaney has an issue. Byron has an issue. Uh, Larson wins or Bell wins or, or somebody else that, you know, Gibbs wins or whatever the deal is. He finds his way to Phoenix. He doesn't even have to win this week. You don't. You don't need that. He just finds his way to Phoenix as one of the championship four. Next week, you're not getting any of the four. I don't care which four it is. You're not getting any of them at 11 to 1. And this is just to win the championship. 
when Kevin Harvick wins the race next week, you don't even need Denny Hamlin to win the race just to win the championship. I picked him at the start of the playoffs. It's an uphill battle at this point, right? Right now, the odds are he's not going to make the championship for. He's not, well, I guess the odds are he's going to because he's the favorite to win the race if you want to look at it that way. So it depends how you look at it. Um, but I think at 11 to 1 for Denny to win the championship, it would be a great investment to make this week. It's not long term, right? It's just a week ahead of time, basically. And then you're covered for next week. And again, it's not even to win the race. You're not even going to be able to get him to win the race at 11 to 1 next week, let alone if a non championship driver wins the race, which I don't think has happened yet, but the possibility remains. Kevin Harvick's going to be in a very fast car, I'm telling you already. Uh, and so I think that that getting in on Denny at 11 to 1 win the championship this week is a nice solid future bet. Uh, and I really I like him to win this week. I, I think he's he is going to go for it. And, and he's not going to hold back. He's uh, do they have poll odds out yet? What are uh, yeah, they actually poll? do have. Uh, Let's find that because bets. I actually might want to add that because I think from the start of the weekend, he is going to just be going after it. Yeah, so Caesars has the qualifying uh, bets up right now, and they are at uh, fastest qualifier. Is... It's not on my Caesars. Oh, did it? Uh... <laughs> it must have dropped out. Oh, they must have dropped it. Dang. This but is what happens when you get scored, in. Because we'll, uh, yeah, I might update that. Because I, I I, think he's going to be trying. Like, I think he's there's a potential he starts on the pole, he leads laps. If they don't make mistakes, he, like, just dominates his entire race. So, then you've got that investment at 11 to 1 next week. You can pivot and bet someone else to win the championship or the race or, or however you want to do it. But I think it would be a good card to have in your pocket going into next week, assuming he makes it there at 11 to 1. And, uh, you know, he, he's been much higher or lower odds, I guess, uh, than this, much shorter odds prior to this week where it's looking like maybe he won't make it. That's why they've dropped a little. So I think uh, it's a good investment. Denny Hamlin, 11 to 1 win the championship. All right, and that will do it for our card. So get out your pen and paper as we go over our bets for this Xfinity 500 from Martinsville. Cody started you off with Ty Gibbs as a top 10 car at plus 120 over on DraftKings, followed it up with Ryan Priest also in the top 10 at plus 160 on DraftKings. I threw Bubba Wallace inside the top 10 at plus 160 over on DraftKings. Cody gave you my man, A.J. Allmendinger, as a top 10 car at plus 700 on Caesars. Yes, he's my man again. Uh, and then Briscoe as a top 5 car at plus 450 and a top 10 at plus 150 at Caesars. I gave you Ryan Blaney as a top 5 car at plus 190 on DK. Cody said that there will be less than 3.5 Chevys inside the top 10 at plus 130 over on Caesars. I said Larson would be a top three car at plus 225 now, or is it 250 still? One of the two. Find the number. If it's still over plus 200, I take it anyways. Uh, and then Cody gave you Ty Gibbs over Alex Bowman at minus 110 over on Superbook. I said that there would be more than three and a half Fords inside the top 10 at minus 130. Cody said that uh, among those, Eric Almirola and Briscoe at 9 to 1 and 12 to 1 respectively could be the top Ford in that group on Caesars. I said that Hendrick would be the winning team at plus 225. Also threw in the winning margin between 3.001 and 10 seconds uh, at plus 450 on Caesars. And then Cody gave you Larson at 8 to 1 on Superbook, Bell at 25 to 1 on Superbook, Gibbs at 28 to 1 on DK, Priest at 45 to 1 on DK to win this race. I said Byron at 8 to 1. There's actually several books that have Byron at 8 to 1, so pick your poison there. And then uh, Cody tossed in Danny Hamlin. 11 to 1 to win the championship over on DraftKings to close out this Cup Series betting picks preview. What a card, Cody. What a full, full oh. bustling card. It's almost like it's Christmas and you're just uh, stocking the stuffing. Or hey, we only got stuffing we, the we stocking? All, yeah, well, either way. Whatever. We only got two races left. We got to get the bats in now because uh, it's true. We're almost to the end. Are almost to the end. Uh, speaking of the end, we are at the end of this episode. So as we close things up and get everybody set to put their cards together, Cody, uh, obviously we'll be back again tomorrow with Xfinity. And then, of course, later in the week with DFS and underdog picks as well. Uh, but as we send everybody off packing, let everyone know where they can find you on social media. Follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Make sure you check out the YouTube as well. And the F1 Gambling Podcast back again this week. Um, they're, F1's racing again this weekend down in Mexico. Another mid-afternoon race for us. So 
it'll be good. Go make some more money on that as well. Indeed. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it's In Between Media, the back road again uh, this week. And then, look, check out Hot Rod on Sports. I'm on Twitter there, at Hot Rod on Sports. That's where I'm going to put all of my picks from now on. I'm taking my Twitter back, uh, and you want to talk to me, that's fine. Uh, if you want to follow along all my picks, at Hot Rod on Sports. Nothing up there yet. I'm getting there. I gotta go follow this page now. Yeah, go follow at Hot Rod on Sports, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about my picks there. But anyways, speaking of talking picks, we'll talk more tomorrow. Till then, everyone, let's go racing and let it ride.